Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 403 for the sixth of Tevis in a regular year. We're still in Likutea Marim. We're still in chapter seven, and today we're going to conclude chapter seven. And the topic of today is the idea of wasting seed. So it's the idea of sexual immorality, but particularly the idea of wasting seed. So this is something you may or may not be familiar with, but it's uh, in Judaism, it's not something that's encouraged. And we're going to talk a little bit about why that's the case, but we're also going to kind of um, alleviate some maybe intensity around the subject and how, you know, some some thoughts that somebody might have that if they did waste seed, you know, that maybe this is like the worst thing in the world and how can they rectify this? And we're going to kind of calm that down. (laughs) So um, one thing to kind of talk about here is this idea of this whole topic really alludes to this concept in Judaism where every single thing in life, every single thing in the world is there's nothing random and there's nothing just mundane. So anything that happens, anything that we do, any activity that we engage in in the world really creates an effect in the world. So there's nothing that we do that's really 100% neutral. And we've kind of talked about this and we, 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 um, we touched on this before in, you know, talking about the animal soul and how there is no neutrality. There's no level of just like doing something for its own sake, but not for God. Anything in the world is either for God or against God pretty much. So when we talk about the idea of seed, you know, of, um, of male seed. So this is really ultimately, if we want to get into the specifics of what it is, this is the source of all human life. This is where human life comes from. And now we also know that in Torah, maybe you don't know this, but in Torah, the very, very first commandment that we were given is to be fruitful and multiply. So the act of sexual intimacy with a man and a woman once they are married is actually considered to be the holiest of acts. It's something that in in Judaism, unlike some other religions, we do not denigrate sexuality. We do not shame it. We do not say that it's a bad thing. And in fact, it's actually something very, very, very holy and very powerful. And this is because that act, that sexual act, actually literally creates life. And life in Judaism is the most precious thing in the world. So now you might have the question of, you know, not every single time that a couple engages in intimacy does a physical life, is a physical life born. And that's very true. And so the answer to that, according to Kabbalah and Hasidus, is that there may not be a physical life that's born, but there's always some kind of spiritual life. So whenever we're talking about these things, there is 
spiritual life that happens. So there is, so the concept of sexuality basically and sexual expression and life are totally 100% intertwined and you cannot separate the two. So what happens in the case of wasted seed when a male ejaculates and there is no woman there, there is no female counterpart. So this is a very strange thing because what happens usually when life is created, as we all know, is there needs to be the male and there needs to be the female. So what if there is no female? So what happens in that case is there is a sort of life that is created, but it doesn't have anywhere to go. So it's kind of like these life forces that are being created and they're just kind of like not, they don't, they're not sustainable. So this is both a good and a bad thing that we'll learn according to today's Tanya. So the bad part about it is that when a person wastes seed, this does, like we've been mentioning, it 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 brings this the seed down into the three impure clipos because this is something that's not. And the other thing is that it actually does create a great, great, great amount of impurity and a lot of clipa, even more so, even more clipa and more impurity than illicit relations with another person. So that that might be, sound really scary and really, really intense. But um, the reassuring part here, and this is where he, where the ultra rabbi goes with this, is he says, you know, it's interesting though, however, that this act of wasting seed is not actually included amongst the forbidden relations as described in the Torah. So we know that the Torah describes a whole host of forbidden sexual relationships. And this is not one of the one that's included. And we also know that According to the Arizal, then the way that a person can actually uh, rectify this activity is of, of the wasted seed is they can just do tshuva. You know, they can just do proper returning to God with a great amount of intention, specifically while they're reading the Kriyat Shema, like the, the it's the blessings, the, the reading of the Shema, the nighttime prayer before going to sleep. If a person has a very strong of strong intention with this, so the uh, the Gemara in Brachos 5a says that this is as if he is holding on to a double-edged sword. And what this double-edged sword does is it actually slays these klipos, both the body of the klipos that the person created through the wasted seed and through and the vitality that comes from these klipos. So, you know, so that's that's pretty powerful and this is what can happen. And the altar of contrasts this with forbidden relationships. And he explains that this is because, and he, he gives this in a little side note, um, he, he explains how this works, is because in the case of forbidden relationships, there's a woman there. So there's a female element that is in, in everything has a spiritual counterpart to it. So we call it yesod de nukva. So this is the foundation, like the, it's actual like the sexual element of, uh, of the femininity of the klipa that receives the receives the male receives the male in that way and and so thus it 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 gives it sort of like a foundation like a home you know it has something to be in it versus when we're just talking about wasted seed since there is no feminine element within it then it isn't able to to be sustained in the same manner which is why it's kind of easier to you know slay these little life forces that get created from it so, um, so yeah, so, you know, in the case, so basically the point the altar is bringing out here is in the case of forbidden relationships, this is going to be a lot harder to elevate and, and regular tshuva is not going to do it. So if somebody engages in an illicit relationship, God forbid, doing regular tshuva is not going to, is not going to be able to redeem this. The only 
type of tshuva that could help is this great tshuva that comes from a great love that we were talking about in yesterday's podcast. If you want to listen to the episode there to hear more about that, where a, a person's sins turn into merits. That's the level of tshuva that we're talking about, which is a very, very high level of tshuva. And the altar says that this is, this is, he references this verse in Ecclesiastes in Kohelet in chapter 1 verse 15 which says me'uvat lo yuchalitkon which literally means a fault that cannot be rectified and he says that this is referencing the idea of a mamzer which you know loosely translated as a bastard but it doesn't really have the same translation in Torah but basically a mamzer is somebody who's born of an illicit relationship and he says that you know even if a person does really really great tshuva let's say after having an illicit relationship if they gave birth already to this mamzer the mamzer is alive and no amount that that mamzer has already come down into a physical world so you know we were talking about with wasted semen that it's just out there it's it's not even in, in any kind of spiritual body any even so in the case of a mamzer, not only has it been in a spiritual body, it's actually here in this physical world in an actual body of flesh and blood. So that's, it's like game over, you know, it's like basically there is no way to fully, fully rectify that level of, of, uh, of relationship, you know, that happens even with a really great tshuva. So that's today's Tanya. It's a little bit of an intense one, but that's the end of chapter seven and we will continue tomorrow and we're going to move on to chapter eight and I'll speak with you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benjamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.